Welcome to the Future Is podcast. I'm really excited for a few special episodes from our recent tech forum, Honeywell Beyond. In case you missed the virtual event, you can listen to the conversations between industry leaders during the next several episodes of the Future Is. To begin the series, we're going to start with the theme of innovation. That's the main topic explored in the keynote with our chairman and CEO, Darius Adamczyk, and chief executive officer and co-founder of Salesforce, Mark Benioff. The discussion is moderated by Ray Wong, founder, chairman, and principal analyst at Constellation Research, a Silicon Valley-based research and advisory firm that studies disruptive business and exponential technology trends. So let's listen in. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Honeywell Beyond. My name is Ray Wong. I'm the founder, chairman, and principal analyst at Constellation Research, a Silicon Valley-based research and advisory firm that studies disruptive business and exponential technology trends. I'm excited to kick off this opening keynote for Honeywell Beyond on a topic that fills our future, innovation. Innovation powers the future of everything, and I'm especially honored to moderate a conversation between two people who've been focused on the new rules of business engagement for decades. If the true test of leadership is how well an organization functions in a crisis, we couldn't have found better examples of the right leaders for these times. I'm here with us to talk with the innovation as the core of the future of everything is Honeywell Chairman and CEO Darius Adamchuk and Chair Chief Executive Officer and Co-Founder of Salesforce and a pioneer of cloud computing, Mark Benioff. Welcome to you both. So we're going to start the conversation and we're going to talk about the first thing, which is really from the World Economic Forum to the Business Roundtable, we are starting to see a growing sense of optimism in the recovery. Technology companies such as Honeywell and Salesforce have played a leadership role throughout the crisis. How did both Honeywell and Salesforce inspire your employees accelerate your new product innovation, and provide support to your communities to meet the challenges of COVID. Darius, first you, and then Mark. Well, thank you, Ray, and thank you for uh, doing the interview. Um, first of all, I think you have to, we have to kind of segment this into various phases because various companies got impacted in very different ways through this crisis. Um, for us, I would say it was more severe and dramatic. And Frankly, our aerospace business, our energy business fell off very, very quickly. So the first thing that you have to do is you actually have to calm your employees down and reassure them that things will be okay. That's, I think, the first phase of dealing with the crisis. Then the second phase was really responding to the global needs. I mean, in our case, it was something as simple as, sounds simple, but wasn't so simple as to make N95 masks and really open up facilities in the UK, the US, India, China. A Middle East to really help the globe cope with the crisis. And then eventually, starting to think ahead in terms of what's the globe going to need as we come out of this crisis and incorporating things like our healthy solutions. So whether it's healthy buildings, healthy aircraft, healthy industrial plants, you know, new healthcare packaging that we've developed for um, new new file storage. Um, that's that's so we, we really have to move from three different phases, that being respond to the crisis, deal with the crisis as to what's needed, and then innovate to help the future and shape the future. But I do also want to make a comment on India because you know, sometimes we forget sitting here in the U.S. that many, many countries, many, many regions of the world are still in a deep state of crisis. And we've been more than proud to offer over $4 million of assistance to help our colleagues in India, because we know that they're dealing with some extraordinarily tough times. And actually, 
our second leading workforce is headquartered in India. So it's an extraordinarily important country for us. And our thoughts and prayers go out to all of our colleagues in, in India. Uh, Mark, what about you? Well, uh, Ray, it's great to see you and, and Darius as well. You know, it's been such a crazy uh, year and a horrible year for so many people as well. And I think it's still going on. I thinking about my uh, brothers and sisters today who are in India and uh, the terrible crisis that we're going on there. Uh, and uh, over the weekend, Salesforce had an opportunity to uh, land a plane from China with uh, thousands of oxygen concentrators and also uh, thousands of pulse oximeters, two items that are badly needed right now in India to uh, fight the um, COVID crisis. Um, you know, when I look back at the last year, what really uh, is emphasized to me is that business is the greatest platform for change. And companies like ours and Honeywell and uh, even the work that you're doing, Ray, has been so important because there's so many people who are have suffered and continue to suffer and that we have all this tremendous resource capability innovations to be able to uh, support those people who need us so badly. And we're even working right now on our second aircraft because literally in a matter of hours, all of the material that we uh, presented was in use. So we're really uh, focused on how do we continue to be a service to those who are uh, most at need. That's amazing. India was there for us, um, helped us provide business resiliency on the first wave. And it's now our turn to actually help India as they're facing their moment of uh, pain as well. So wonderful to hear that. As we turn the corner and look to the future, the focus on sustainability has also become a core part of both of your business strategies. It's hard to miss that Honeywell is looking at sustainability as a core priority, not just for itself, but how it can help its customer base. So Darius, you announced last month that Honeywell would be carbon neutral by 2035, and you are investing heavily into sustainable solutions across your business portfolio. What are a few of the innovations you're most excited to bring to market in the coming years? You know, sustainability is something that's not new to Honeywell. I mean, it's been part of our fiber. It's something that we've done for a long time. And energy savings, energy conservation is part of just about every solution that we have in our technology portfolio. But what's interesting, it's only recently that some of these solutions are becoming much more interesting and we're actually getting better engagement. So I'll give you a couple of specific examples. Eco-finding, producing green diesel, green gasoline. That's something that we invented. We're the inventors of those kinds of technologies. And for basically two decades, we didn't generate, they didn't generate a lot of interest. And so literally over the course of the last year or so, that we're actually getting a lot of pull through. But that's not the only technology that we're developing or have in our portfolio. Things like energy storage, uh, things like carbon capture, recyclable plastics, these are all technologies that we either have on our portfolio or actively engaging with customers with to really help this create a greener planet for the future and make sure that we live this, leave this planet in a better state than when we found it. No, that's a great goal. And Mark, you're also leading a transformation effort here at Salesforce called Carbon Accounting, meant to reduce emissions based on analytics and what you call the sustainability cloud. Can you tell us a little bit more about those innovations? You know, Salesforce today already is a net zero company, and we're looking to expand uh, the work that we're doing in sustainability. 
you know, when you think about sustainability, really, there's four key actions that we need to get to a sustainable net zero world. One is, of course, emission reduction. We all understand what that means. That means less carbon and less methane getting emitted into the environment, which is what's causing our uh, climate to uh, heat up. It also means sequestration. Um, sequestration is the ability to bring that carbon back down. We all understand, for example, the number one sequestration mechanism in the world today is trees. In fact, we sequester about 200 gigatons of carbon per 1 trillion trees. Today, the world has about 3 trillion trees, which is um, half of what we used to have. We used to have 6 trillion trees. So you can imagine that that um, 600 gigatons of carbon banking is no longer available to us. It's one of the reasons that I created 1T.org or the Trillion Tree Program to get a trillion trees planted on the uh, planet because that is so important to sequester all of the emissions that we have created since the first industrial revolution, which is about 200 gigatons plus all of the emissions that have been added to the environment through deforestation of those three trillion trees. So when I look at other key sequestration mechanisms, whether it's the ocean, 20,000 gigatons, the soil, 3,000 gigatons, um, or some of these new innovative uh, technologies that are emerging, which uh, uh, machines, innovation, actual engineering devices to suck the carbon out of the atmosphere and put it back into the ground, these are really critical. So we have to reduce less. We have to sequester more. We need to do more education. People need to understand how everything from their diet and their day-to-day -day behavior impacts the environment so significantly. And the last thing is we need innovations. So as I mentioned, we just saw uh, these incredible companies like Climeworks and Charms Industrial who are building these machines. But we also see amazing uh, companies like Sylvia Terra who has uses artificial intelligence to identify biodiversity through satellite imaging and then convince those landowners, hey, don't cut down your trees, preserve them. And that is very exciting to see that there's so many innovators. And we're working closely with the World Economic Forum with Uplink, which is 10,000 of what we call ecopreneurs. These are people like me and Darius who are running companies who are looking to uh, create innovations that help us stop this climate change. So that ecopreneurship is so critical. And I believe in energizing that ecopreneur revolution, sequestering additional 100 gigatons of carbon. I mean, that would be so dramatic uh, to our planet. It's something I think about every single day. So I really appreciate you asking uh, this critical question. No, hey, Mark, thanks for sharing that. And Darius, I think with your Honeywell's control systems capabilities and the ability to bring that data to life, Mark as well, when you think about carbon accounting, we're finally putting that data to use. And of course, that AI and the technology to use to create those insights. That's actually the heart of what's going on with Honeywell's Beyond Tech Forum. We're talking about thought leadership and technology across all these different verticals. Darius, Honeywell serves a whole bunch of industries from healthcare to supply chain, to buildings, to energy, to aerospace, and even more. I want to know what are some of the most critical technologies and market trends driving your innovation efforts? Well, it's hard to name just one because there's literally hundreds of technologies that we're working on. And, you know, we always have been a technology company. And I think it, we're only not recently, hopefully, getting some recognition for that. We just happen to be a technology provider for the industrial segment. You know, you talked about one, which is quantum computing. I mean, we have 
the world's most powerful quantum computer today. It's, it's something that's already being commercialized. We're generating revenue on it as we speak. And, and something that is still very, very early innings in terms of innovation. You know, I think Mark is in Salesforce obviously has been one of the pioneers in terms of digitization and software and really revolutionizing how one sales. And, you know, we we're taking a similar approach in terms of really leveraging our expertise and systems and controls because we're already connected to just about everything out there. But so we get the data today, but we use it primarily to control systems. Well, if you connect it to everything, you actually have access to all the data and you can use it differently to do things like save energy, to do things like provide a safer workplace for the industrial worker, drive efficiency, uh, uh, drive a much safer environment for the workers, assure that you're breathing in clean air, which is going to be so critically important now as people start returning back to the workplace. So these are so we're just sort of going through some of that evolution today in terms of becoming much more digital, both internally as well as externally. You know, just to name a couple of other technologies that I'm particularly excited about, you know, changing the world of aviation through UAM, UAVs. I mean, we play and we've won a number of platforms in that segment through some of our world-class flight controls software uh, that, that's now applied a bit differently to some of uh, some of these UAVs that are out there. And as you, can, as you know, there's literally hundreds and hundreds of startups in this segment. And Although we're a larger, more traditional company, we want to play a very, very active role because we know the world of aviation is going to look dramatically different a decade decade from now than it does today. And then healthcare innovation, that's probably our newest area. But you know, when, when you can do something that's very different, it provides a better solution that's lighter, cheaper, more durable than the alternatives in healthcare packaging, we think that's exciting. And particularly since... Now, it's probably likely that this COVID vaccine is going to be an annual event for all of us, hopefully all of us, and I mean all inhibitants of the world, to help protect them. Having an alternative solution that is, is exciting. So you know, that's just a handful of the breakthrough, as we call them, technologies that we're incubating. But I can't, I can't do them justice if I only name four or five, but you asked Grace, I gave you some of uh, some of my favorites that kind of rolled off. The- hey, we got the whole conference to watch. So many awesome sessions. So people can definitely catch some of those highlights and go deeper. So thank you, Darius. Mark, same question. Um, what's the most critical technology and market trends driving your innovation efforts? Well, I think, uh, you know, what continues to be exciting for our customers is the idea that they can create a single source of truth um, for all their customer information. We've really seen really the evolution of four stages of computing when it comes to enterprise software. One is this the systems of record. You know, we're really, we're bowing our, our hat and uh, to IBM, the, the idea that we created systems of record. And of course, this is where Salesforce also created the idea. We're just managing basic CRUD databases, create, read, update, delete of information. And then we've moved to systems of engagement and these amazing technologies like Slack and Chatter that allow us to collaborate and innovate on these systems of record. And then we've moved to this stage three, which is not just artificial intelligence, but entire systems of intelligence, including machine learning and deep learning. And this has become a critical part of enterprise computing. So we've had 
systems of record, systems of engagement. We have systems of intelligence. And now we're really moving to this kind of holy grail of software, which I think will happen over the next five years, which is really the idea that we're creating a single source of truth. This idea that I know exactly who my customer is, that I can resolve to that information. And whether I'm in sales or service or marketing or commerce or providing the fundamental analytics of the company or the corporation, and whether I'm doing that by industry, um, whether I'm doing that in it, what, regardless of geography I'm in, I'm able to operate on that single source of truth. And I think that's so important. I have to do a call out to my uh, relative, Paul Benioff, who uh, turned 90 uh, this weekend. He was a pioneer in quantum computing at Caltech. I uh, taught at Caltech and uh, did fundamental research in developing quantum uh, computers. And uh, so happy 90th birthday to Paul. <laughs> happy birthday, Mark, Paul. Mike, is he interested in uh, in uh, joining Honeywell? We, we need... Uh, we'll have we need to talk to him directly, Darius, but we'd love to have a Benioff with, associated with Honeywell, of course. Awesome. <laughs> Off to have him on the awesome. payroll. You both are talking about some important shifts, the move to cloud, the need for data in one place, how analytics are playing a role, how automation then drives that future, and then how AI is playing a role in driving that ability to get to that software level and that sentience that we're looking for, for situational awareness. Um, these are some of the big trends that we're seeing out there. So, hey, as we close the session out, I, I do want to talk about a few things that are important. I, I want to take stock of where we are with global economic and health recovery. Where are we on the curve back to normal? And when do you see the economy hitting the stride at pre-pandemic levels of demand, investment, and growth? I'll start with you, Mark, and then Darius, chime in. Well, I think it depends where you live. I think as I open to this, you know, obviously India is in dramatic crisis. We can see that. Even in Thailand, we see now a spike. We don't know if this Indian double variant is now going to accelerate countries that have been spared of COVID. Um, that said, the juxtaposition is where I live here in San Francisco. We only have maybe a dozen cases today out of 850,000 people in San Francisco County. Um, there was a prediction in our local paper today, the San Francisco Chronicle, that we're hitting herd immunity. So we don't really know exactly what's going on, but things are a lot better in San Francisco. We can start reopening, but I don't think this is a moment where we can take anything for granted. We can see that it's us versus evolution and genetics. And these genes, well, they can evolve a lot faster than we can. And we can see what's what's happening in India. So we got to keep our eye on the ball. Got it. Vaccines versus variants. The science is still emerging. Darius, what do you think? Well, I, I would echo what Mark said, which is it, it is going to vary very much on the geography that you happen to be in. And also going to vary much that the industry you serve you're going to be in. I mean, I think as an example, we see some nice level of recovery in aerospace but it's only the beginning and it's very uneven. Okay, it's domestic here in the US, but if we think about international travel, that still kind of has some ways to go. And we're really not gonna be able to open up international travel till all countries are very stable. You know, I have a public health background. Both of you might not know that. This is a global pandemic. We all have to get there at the same time. Otherwise, we'll still have variants out there. So it's really important. And I think that's a great message you guys are pointing out there. You know, I know Honeywell and Salesforce have a long-standing collaborative relationship. I'm curious the role that you each see collaborations and partnerships with other industry players and how they'll have in your future innovation strategies. We'll start with Mark and have you close out, Darius. 
Well, I think partnerships and collaboration are so important to the future of all industry and all business, and that we need to include all stakeholders. And um, I guess I'm so impressed uh, with uh, what Honeywell has done recently with Will I Am. The idea that they're willing to take a major part of their business, the idea that they're building incredible industrial innovation and technology, including masks, uh, something that they've pioneered. You probably know Honeywell even built an N95 factory in Rhode Island in the heart of the crisis and uh, partnered with Will I Am to build a next generation mask. That's not a collaboration that I would have seen coming, but something that uh, Darius uh, warmly embraced and brought in uh, to his organization. I mean, at an abstract level, of course, Salesforce and Honeywell have to work together as well, whether it's automating buildings or automating uh, the uh, uh, airline industry. Um, or whether it's fundamentally developing next generation customer service and sales and marketing systems, that this is so important that we work well together. So I'm thrilled to work with Honeywell. I've been so impressed with them as a global leader, but also as a global innovator and also an out of the box thinker. As I said uh, to my friends when I read the articles about Will I Am and Darius together, I said, This is not your uh, father's uh, Honeywell. It's true. Some very cool innovations there. That mask is amazing using some of the Honeywell technologies, meets fashion with Will I Am. Um, Darius, on your end, like how do you view collaboration partnerships as well? We see a lot of them here at the conference um, with other industry players. And where do you see these future innovation strategies? Well, thank you, Mark, for the kind words. It's uh, it's very nice of you to say. But um, you know, I, I think the world is becoming much more complex. The technology are becoming much more complex. The customer needs are, are very different. And I think if you become much more customer centric and make it easy for customers to do business, and that when I say do business, it's really make their lives easier. That sometimes requires cooperation, the coordination across companies. And when if we start thinking across the board customer first, it will evolve to natural partnerships because it's rare that one company can solve all the customer challenges that they have. And the more they collaborate and innovate through collaborative thinking, the more effective they're going to be in solving the customer's issues. And, you know, Mark, I don't know, I don't think a month goes by where we don't come up with an idea either myself to Mark or vice versa about what we could do together. Some of them work, some of them don't, but... You know, we're, we're always trying to be uh, creative and, and come up with ways to serve our customers better. And, and I think that's the wave of the future. And we are, uh, we're very proud to have Salesforce as a partner. And, and I know we're going to continue to do more. I love it. Watching business lead change, business leaders come together to innovate. Um, that's really the whole point of this conference. And of course, your partnership and relationship. I really want to thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Darius. Thank you, Mark. This has been a wonderful session. We've talked about innovation, leadership, technology, sustainability, and what's next. That's the whole point of Honeywell Beyond. I hope everybody here has a wonderful session. You get a chance to check out all the interesting technologies and innovations that are here today. Thank you all very much and have a wonderful conference. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Future Is. If you're a fan of our conversations exploring the future of industries and technologies, then leave us a five-star review where you get your podcasts. And if you're interested in hearing more about technologies and trends impacting multiple industries, join our Honeywell Beyond Tech Forum at Honeywell.com. Honeywell.com.